In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. And what I've realized, guys, is you are the backbone of your family, of your marriage, of your church, of your community. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the arena army. We, we salute, salute you. you. Whoa. <laughs> hey guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast equipping men in 10 i'm jim ramos and i'm here as always with our producer co-host and good friend dale culver what's the word the word is word brother word brother huh? <laughs> my wife and i were driving around last night and she was playing an old playlist and salt and pep is here dun, dun, oh dun. yeah made me think of word brother yeah, I saw a meme the other day that said, no, you will go to that party because the Beastie Boys fought for your right to do that. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. That, 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 that's a few things in the 80s I'm not really proud of, and those are, you just mentioned the Beastie Boys. a couple of them. So anyway, brass monkey. What's up with a brass monkey? Anyway, hey, do you got a man law for me for I today? I do. Today? Hey, something I'm learning in my life is uh, men do not react because they need to plan and walk calmly through the storms of life, and especially with your kids, you know, when they uh, do something bad, um, you, you need to have a game plan in place and and realize that kids are kids, and you don't reacting is just not going to help the situation. So I just wanted to drop that. I had a guy tell me one time I thought was really really good, and uh, we were talking in the context of my family and my marriage, but he said never react to somebody else's reactions. Right, and that has served me well because. People get angry and frustrated and send angry emails and, and post angry things about you or, or say things to you out of anger without processing what that will cost them. And uh, I think it's really important not react <clears throat> to their reactions. Right. And so, you know, if somebody comes to me on Sunday, let's say, and has a blow up, I just say, hey, you know what? Let me pray about that. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Well, and you so, see something on Facebook where people are reacting to things, you just... I'm just going to step aside because it's not going to solve no, anything. No, and that's not the platform for it either. Right. Hey, I want to get into uh, today's equipping episode, and this is actually going to be a four-part series. Oh, yeah. The series is called When a Man Gets It. And so uh, I'm going to share something today. This series is going to be a little bit different. We're going to look at Acts chapter 2, 
a small passage in there, but uh, today will be an introduction to the series. So I want to address something that I think is really unpopular in our modern churches. If you if you dialogue with pastors, if you look at church budgets, if you look at the overarching theme of church ministry, uh, this is probably very unpopular. But I think our men in the arena will get this because they, it's already part of their DNA. And so basically, here it is: it is undeniable in Scripture. And more relevant than ever that when God starts a history-making, kingdom-expanding movement, he almost always starts with men. Let that sink in. And I'm going to tell you a story. Several years ago, and I've shared this before, I had a, a back injury while working out. And that back injury progressed and progressed. And uh, it did not get better. And it ended up... Uh, with a back surgery of my L5-S1 vertebrae. And what happened there was <clears throat> the disc between those two vertebrae had moved backwards like a micro of an inch, maybe one thirty-second of an inch. But that that movement, they call that a herniated disc, that, that movement created so much pain, I couldn't feel my foot for an entire year, two, about a year and a half, and I had it ended in surgery, and what I realized through that process, I couldn't, I couldn't walk, I couldn't work standing up. I spent most of my time laying on my back or my stomach. I was debilitated. And what I learned from that experience is that that small disc, about the size of a silver dollar, moving just a fraction of an inch, completely debilitated me. It it, it was the the factor that was catalytic to my movement and my pain and my my health. And what I've realized, guys, is you are the backbone of your family, of your marriage, of your church, of your community. A friend, Jeff Voth, he's the president of Cave Time. He said this, as men go, so goals the, goes the culture. And I agree with that 100%. God has established men as the backbone of his church. In other words, reaching men is key to health in any church, community, culture, but... I also believe that just as men are the solution to all of these problems, men are also the cause of much of the world's pain and suffering. In fact, I believe that men today are, are rightly vilified by our culture because we are the cause of 80 to 90% of the world's pain and suffering. So men are a part of the problem. And if men are a part of the problem, instead of ignoring men and vilifying men, and working with other different groups that are non-male, non-men, not working with men, like trying to get help the children. I think these are all important, but we can't do those by neglecting men. We have to address men. And so when we fix a man, we fix every man, this everyone that man cares about. When a man gets it, everyone wins. We believe that with all of our heart. Men are a powerful part of God's vision. In fact, God almost always starts with men. The Bible and church histories overarching theme is that when a man gets it, everyone wins. It's throughout It's throughout the Bible. It's throughout church history. Nine out of ten of the most influential people in church history were men. Consequently, when a man doesn't get it, everyone loses. Let me tell you a story about Jeff from Indiana. In 2018, he sat in the front row as I was speaking, and he was very engaged. At that, I remember him distinctly because he's wearing all black leather uh, biking gear, uh, like Harley Davidson gear. You know, he's like a bike club, and he was there, very engaged. 
<clears throat> he sat down, left, never saw him again, came back the next year, sat in the same exact seat, this time looking a little bit different, dressed a little different. And after the event, he said, hey, can I share with you a little story? I said, yeah. He said, do you remember who I am? I said, you know, I remember you from last year. Weren't you a biker? He goes, yeah. He goes, let me tell you this story. I had him write it out. And here's what he wrote. After attending Iron Sharpens Iron last year and going to your breakout session, I was inspired to be the man I was called to be. About a year before attending Iron Sharpens Iron, I had made a deal with a longtime friend to attend church with him one Sunday. Needless to say, I've been going ever since. But my wife, not so much. It was a hard road. I seriously considered divorce, but as I prayed, God revealed to me that divorce was not an option. Instead, I should become the man I was called to be. A year later, my wife committed her life to Jesus, and a short time later, so did my mom, who lives with us. Here's what he wrote next. Tomorrow at church, I am baptizing them both. That is a powerful story of transformation, and when a man gets it, marriage is changed. Our parents' faith changes, churches change. You know, I see this in the Bible and history over and over again that when a man gets it, everyone wins. And when a man doesn't get it, everyone loses. But before I jump into the deep end, today I want to address this question. You may be asking, this actually came up on our Men in the Arena forum, what about women? Ramos, are you a misogynist? Are you a chauvinist pig? Are you one of those oppressive, ultra-conservative, narrow-minded bully pastors? What about women? And my answer to you is, um, (laughs) have you met my wife? (laughs) (laughs) Anybody who met my wife knows where I stand on women. I'm married to a strong career woman who has a voice. Trust me, a great voice and a loud voice. And in my 30-year ministry career... I have ministered side by side with some of the most courageous women I've ever met, called by God, educated in theology. And you know what? They're freaking tough guys, and they're harder working than most guys I've worked with. They are impressive. So here's my response regarding women. Women are not the problem in our culture and our churches. It's the men. Women are not the solution. It's the men. We have to stop letting the women fight for us. We have to stop that. We need to step up our game. Stop focusing on the world. Let the women do what the women are going to do. Let the woman follow God. I love what Elizabeth Elliot wrote. She said this, first of all, be a man. I've said it in a hundred ways, but I'll say it again. If you expect her to be a real woman, you better, no, hold on. She said, you expect her to be a real woman, but you can't expect that if you're not a real man. So men, we need to step up. There are too many verses in the New Testament where God elevated women to high positions in leadership. In Judges 4.4, we read about Deborah, a prophet and judge of Israel. What about the entire book of Esther? How about Acts 16.14? We read about a prominent business owner named Lydia whose entire household was saved and baptized after her and who she hosted the church in her home. She's Now, three of the four instances where this happened where a household was saved, was it was a man who started it. But this is the only time out of those four where a woman got saved at her whole household. In Acts, we read about Priscilla, who's mentioned four out of six times, ahead of her husband, Achilla, in order. In other words, she had a lead role in, this, in the ministry. She probably was the chief speaker. Uh, she, you know, A lot of people think she wrote the book of Hebrews. In Romans 16, 7, we read about a woman named Junia, not a typo, as a lot of scholars mistakenly claim. They say it's a typo. It's Junius. That's not a typo. It's the Bible. 
Paul called her outstanding among the apostles. Finally, in Romans 16.1, Paul mentions Phoebe, who was a deacon in the church of Sancreia. Here's what I say to women. Obey God. Follow his call on your life. Be the best version of you in Jesus. We desperately need strong, bold women in the church who love Jesus more than anything and who are deeply committed to making their man into his best version. You guys, here's the deal. It's not the women that we're concerned about. We try to not focus on the women in this ministry because our focus is so deeply rooted in helping men become their best version. God in the Bible and in church history almost always starts with men. We are unapologetic about that, but we are not fearful about women. We need to let women do what God has called them to do, and I'm just going to back off. I'm not giving you a stance on what I think about women as pastors. I'm not telling you any of this. All I'm telling you today is what the Bible teaches us about women. Christianity has elevated the status of women more than any other religion in the entire world. People don't realize that. It has changed the course of women in history thanks to Jesus. So that's what we say to you women. Hey, guys, head on over to our website at menarena.org. Grab a, our free DF, uh, free PDF version of our 365-day bathroom book for men. When you do, we'll also uh, add you to our weekly equipping blast just for you guys. Hey, you're going to love this equipping blast. It's designed to help you become your best version. Then head over to Facebook. Join the Men in the Arena Facebook Forum for Men. Uh, also, in a couple weeks, we're going to be launching our brand-new forum for men who don't have Facebook through our uh website. So guys, did you know that the Men in the Arena is a nonprofit crowdfunded organization that exists to inspire you to become the best version of you? Because a large group of generous donors like you, we call them champions, were able to freely offer this podcast, our weekly equipping blasts, discussion forums, plus all of our small group resources are offered for free to missionaries and men in underdeveloped nations. You can find out more about how to champion our cause at meninarena.org. Until next time. Feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. Empower women. And be a man. Men in the arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us along with thousands of men from around the world. Check out our Men in the Arena forums. You can join on Facebook or on our website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. It's a daily study of manly words with epic stories in the Bible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.